the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. (laughs) Well, I mean, but, you know, it's just an interesting piece about a relatively... um, uh, you know, small part of the high school and collegiate experience, but it does speak to the larger culture around expressing yourself. And I mean, just how the uh, the illiberal have insinuated themselves in every space in the country, particularly in uh, places of of ostensibly learning. No, no, absolutely. I, you know, my my colleague uh, Sam Abrams at AEI did a study last year where he found something like 60 to 70 percent of high school students self-censor, that they're fearful of expressing an opinion that they think would differ from what they, they believe their teacher thinks or what their peers think, so better just not to share their opinion at all. And that, that kind of, and so you wonder why when kids get to college or higher education, they're so intolerant of other views, or they just allow things to happen without, um, uh, you know, without, uh, com- you know, putting forth competing ideas. It's very dangerous for our country. And, you know, part of the reason, you know, I'm on this morning is that, you know, there's now another example of it with the, uh, the New York Times. I mean, you know, you're talking about debate. The New York Times, uh, some of your viewers might know, had a, a magazine issue a couple of years ago called uh, the 1619 Project, yeah. where they argue that the United States is, you know, the founding principles are false when they were written. The country wasn't even founded in 1776, but it was founded in 1619. They've just created a new curriculum unit for high school uh, focused on reparations math. It's not about math. It's about convincing young people. Yeah. yeah, it's about convincing young people that black people in this country, black young people, are not free. They're still enslaved and are owed by um, the federal government trillions of dollars of money. And in this curriculum, there's no there, there's no competing point of view. You know, you're just supposed to take these lessons and then just believe that black people are inherent victims. It's outrageous. And and the math, uh, the reparations math, uh, what, what's the math piece of this? The uh, just sort of talking, tar- talking generally about uh, numbers like we see in these uh, commissions that have been stood up by Gavin Newsom yeah, or, or, exactly, or Brandon exactly. Johnson. I mean, let's not mention the fact that based on the most recent National Assessment for Educational Progress, something like only 8 or 9% of black students are doing math at proficiency levels. I mean, just think about that for a second. More than 90% of black students in this country are not doing math at, at uh, proficiency levels. 
And what the New York Times 1619 project is putting forth is a math curriculum that is much less about math than it is about the ideology that they're trying to implement. So the kinds of assignments are, well, if a white person X number of years ago had this number of slaves and, um, you know, the, it, you know, a slave was worth this much, and, you know, what's the formula that you would use to calculate how much you're owed as a black person today? I mean, extremely rudimentary, very basic math, which is not even at the high school level, because you realize it's actually not about teaching math. It's about teaching the ideology. And that's what's so dangerous. I mean, you know, you know look, if someone wanted to focus on the topic of reparations as a as a as a subject matter, it's certainly worthy of exploration. It, it's a phenomena that occur has occurred, but what this is is actually trying to use math as as the vehicle through which you're pulling into this idea that you're forever uh, victimized, both historic and present day, and it just has to be called out for what it is: indoctrination into an ideology that's destructive and divisive. And when we're talking about this being part of the 1619 Project curriculum that is pushed into public schools, we're talking about a curriculum that's in thousands of schools after a few years now, right? Unfortunately, when the, you know, the New York Times decided they wanted to go just beyond a magazine issue, you know, where they're engaging mostly adult readers, they said, you know what, we want the hearts and minds of young people. So they crafted a curriculum. Um, and, uh, you know, in response, uh, Bob Woodson, you know, great leader at the Woodson Center, said, you know what, we're going to create a curriculum in response to this that tells a more expansive story of the African-American experience in the United States. And we built this amazing curriculum, warts and all, uh, that tells not only, for example, the, the story of the Tulsa massacre, but it tells the story of the creation of black wealth. Um, and and the creation of Black Wall Street, you know, during Jim Crow. How was it that during this period of time, you know, black people could amass such wealth? Then we tell the story of the Tulsa massacre, and then we tell the story of the rebuild. So basically, tell the whole story, warts and all. This curriculum has now been downloaded more than 85,000 times by teachers in all 50 states, in every kind of school, private school, public school, religious school, charter school, home school. And so it was important to provide this uh, counterbalance to what we thought was this very negative cherry-picking curriculum that the New York Times is now imposing into schools. And, and by the way, and not just any schools, in some of the lowest-performing schools in the country, Chicago, Newark. I mean, these are schools where the, the literacy rates are typically in the single digit. And so to have a curriculum which is now foisting this ideology that, you know, it's the country that's, that's racist and harmful, and that's why you're not doing well, as opposed to the kinds of strategies that we know are so important for uplifting all kids. So yes, the New York Times put together this curriculum, the reparations math is now their next um, evolution. And again, it's just harmful for children. You know, I would agree that, you know, this is a matter of what is the narrative uh, that you 
under which you teach history, the facts remain the same. But the narrative, black people are overcomers. We are not victims. Right. We are victors. And our history yep. is is proof positive of that, that we have, have met every challenge and overcome. And I think that's what we need to teach as opposed to the narrative that we are victims and will remain victims forever. You know, you what you just said is so profound. I mean, listen to this. So the, the New York Times partnered with the Pulitzer Center and they, they print, published the curriculum. And something that um, uh, curriculum providers do uh, typically to demonstrate the strength of their curriculum is they have examples of student work, right? Because once you show examples of student work who've, who've completed that curriculum, then you really get to see the quality of learning. So look, listen to this example. This is literally the first example that the Pulitzer uh, Center publishes as proof of the effectiveness of their reparations math curriculum. This is what a black student wrote in high school who completed the curriculum. Quote, what I learned after this curriculum is that we as black people are still not free, end quote. Mm. This, is, this is what the Pulitzer Center, mission accomplished, mission accomplished. This is the proof of the effectiveness of the curriculum. Uh, you know, uh, in Illinois, you may have heard, you may not, because it's fresh. Um, we just became the first state in the nation to uh, rescind a tax credit scholarship program, or an opportunity scholarship program that had been implemented. So Illinois continues to lead the nation in being the bad example. Um, but given what you're saying, I mean, first of all, for those who don't know, uh, Ian ran uh, charter schools in the Bronx. Um, so what you know about education and what you know yep. about the school choice movement and what yep. you're describing in terms of the, the Woodson curriculum being downloaded by teachers, but then you've got the Pulitzer Foundation, the New York Times, uh, and the 1619 Project funded by corporate America all driving this curriculum through most of the government schools. How important is the school choice movement, which, by the way, is still very healthy in more than two dozen states, but but how important is that school choice movement to sustain it so that parents do have a choice to not send their kids to schools where nobody learns to read or do math, literally in some cases. Um, right. You know, just comment on, on the, the yeah. how important school choice is as part of this effort to um, push back against, uh, against reparations math. Well, you know, I always love the people who are from middle and upper class communities who are, you know, who you can't have school choice that's going to wreck the, the public school system. And of course, they exercise school choice every single day for their children. You know, they're they're moving to the suburbs. They're they're sending their kids to private schools. So the thought of them not having school choice for their own children, oh, it's so deeply hypocritical. And so the, 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 the most vulnerable students in our country, the ones who are in most desperate need of high-quality education, those are the young people who are generally being um, uh, deprived of school choice. In the district in which we just launched, uh, we just launched a virtues-based international baccalaureate high school in the Bronx in District 12. I'm sorry, District 7. Only 12 – oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, only 7% of the 
of the kids that start ninth grade four years later, graduate from high school, ready for college, meaning that 93% start ninth grade and either drop out or they actually do earn their high school diploma, but still can't do math nor reading without remediation. And this is a district in, you know, throughout New York City where there's a cap on charter schools, meaning that if someone had a great idea, you couldn't do it. And so imagine you're a parent, you're a 22-year-old parent. Whatever decisions you may have made in your own life, you want the best for your kid. But the only choice that you have is to send them to a school where historically only 90, you know, 93% of kids aren't graduating from high school ready for college. That's the reality. You know, and so for folks who are you know, exercising choice in their own lives, but depriving it of kids who are in desperate need, it's the ultimate hypocrisy. So we have to fight for educational freedom, school choice, it's fundamental. There are other elements that matter as well, strong families, you know, access to strong faith commitments. So there are other elements that are important. But if we're depriving kids of the very first rung, which is access to a high-quality education, why is it that we think we'll get better outcomes down the road for these kids who aren't being given a real shot? Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.